Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got African goalkeeping at its best to battle in Venice and Newcastle have got wood. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Wednesday, the 12th of January. I'm Jules Breach. I'm Venetia Nandaraja. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Right, 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 right. Hang on a right, minute. Right, 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 so, right, right, right. first day back, reunited, yeah. myself and Vish, since the new year. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to sabotage. I did try and sabotage, <laughs> Sabotage yeah. my intro. Writing on the Google Docs. Yeah, writing on the Google Docs. Sorry, Didn't... but what is panda wood? I don't know, but panda was the first word that came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to ruin her little intro. Yeah. And I, I think what, what's happened here is, if I'd got it on the second line rather than the end of the first line, I reckon you would have stumbled over yourself. Mm. So there's really, it's a... It was an error of formatting and judgment. Why do you not think highly of me? <laughs> I think it's just because I've spent. Why do you not spent... think I can just skip over your sabotaging words? Mm. That's true. Um, so Jules and I did a Premier League show in December mm. where she kept. I felt she was targeting me a little bit <laughs> in right. front of Glenn Murray and Emil Heskey. I should add. Um, I was flirting. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's she, with the... Glenn, not you. Yeah, <laughs> by bullying someone else. <laughs> the intro was she was like, oh, you know, here with uh, you know great guests, um, this many Premier League goals. First question, Vish, how many have you got? <laughs> I love it. So I hope you left yeah. a prawn sandwich in the sofa. So it really honks <laughs> there, there after was, a while. You also actually humiliated yourself on TV by I, I, I do that a lot, <laughs> by the things you said and the way you look. <laughs> I said something about um, goalkeepers or something, and then I think you said, "Oh yeah, well I'm only." five foot something you you basically revealed to the world that you were actually a small man yeah, yeah. and yeah. no one needed to know as if I'm my sat action... on a sofa you can't tell yeah mm. as if my actions can tell people that enough but <laughs> yeah I, I think I said something like 
oh, I, I wouldn't know about that. I'm only five foot seven. Mm. And then you went, why have you told people that? You just sat down. <laughs> <laughs> like live on air, yeah. So, Jules, um, do you pretend you're like six foot or something? Absolutely. Is that how you got, right? You're not five foot seven, Bish, by the way. I am five foot seven. What are you trying? You sure? Yeah. Well, you can't talk to me. <laughs> you're four foot something. <laughs> you're constantly far away, Jules. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, Pete, what have you been up to for the well, last 24 hours? You've been busy. <laughs> I've been doing odds and sods, this and that, really, yeah. Here and there. Watching a bit of football. Watch a bit of Afcon. Watching a bit of old football. Oh football! Oh yeah. Do, 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 oh, do, oh, so I. So well, do you want to get this out of the way now? So I. Uh, I mean, I guess this kind of explains it. Hang for it. There we go. So Matt Letizier, forty-seven career penalties for Southampton, and he missed just one, and it was this one. I just wanted to know whether Mark Crossley could do that again. So I went to Cameo. Hi, Pete. Hi, Pete. Hi, guys. <laughs> yes, I am the only person to save a Matt Letizia penalty. So I asked them if there was going to be another penalty taken, which way will Matt Letizia kick the ball and which way will Mark Crossley dive? Penalty kick! So if I was to take another penalty against Mark Crossley, I would go to my right and to his left. And he went left the first time, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he did. Yes. If I had to face him again, what would I do? My answer is, I would probably stand tall and hope that he was going to go down the middle. Oh, so Mark was not going to be able to repeat no. his feet, unfortunately, no. from back in the uh, back in the day. I judge him for for staying in the middle, actually. Yeah, make a decision, Mark. Maybe he's he's fifty three, <laughs> looking good. <laughs> yeah, for it. To be I wouldn't want to be throwing myself around at fifty three. Yeah, he's looking I'd... good, and they were both very very lovely. I wouldn't want to be fifty three. Please oh. head to. Pete Donaldson's Twitter page to see that video in full because mm. it is absolutely brilliant when you see the pictures to go with it. Yeah. It, it tickled me. I think it's the best use of Cameo since your previous use of Cameo. For Sean Paul. For Sean, Sean Paul, Paul yeah. yeah. Well, but they both got played out on the show, so technically they're tax deductible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, let's get to some recent football because last night you may be forgiven unless you're a Southampton or Brentford fan to actually not realising that Southampton versus Brentford was actually one of the Premier League games to be played last mm. night. It's one of those matches that got postponed so it had to be rearranged. Um, there were meant to be two games last night but it actually only ended up being the one at St Mary's where Southampton thrashed Brentford 4-1. That mm. is not a scoreline that I saw coming at all. I know Southampton had recently picked up a bit of form but because this is now their second win out of three games. But I don't know, I just fancied Brentford last night, but clearly I was completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, again. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a really weird game because Southampton actually looked quite good. Like, I, yeah. I, I've, I've watched some... New know, owner effect? He Well, yeah, from Brentford as well. You know, well, certainly um, Ankerson's, um involvement in it. Maybe he passed them all Maybe. their little little clues and stuff. <laughs> but the um, I've, I've, I'd never really know what to make of Southampton. They seem really... Not stop start, but like sometimes they're very good, but you know, they're really well, I suppose inconsistent is the word I'm looking for. But they were really slick yesterday. Mm. And it might have been because Brentford were a bit off it. And obviously coming into the second half when Brentford were pushing a few men forward, there were spaces to exploit. But they exploited them so well. I, mm. I was genuinely really surprised. Because of Hassan Hootl as well. I, I you know, sometimes I think he's a brilliant manager and sometimes I think he's absolute trash. <laughs> and, and yesterday he was brilliant. How do you feel about Ralph Hasenhutter wearing a waistcoat? Because I feel like there's only one manager that was allowed to get away with that and it was Gareth Southgate. Well, Gareth. I mean, it mm. just it feels odd to me. A, a waistcoat with just a shirt. Wear the full suit if you're going to wear the waistcoat, Ralph. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it does... 
unless you've got your jacket on your chair behind you, I think that's fair. But if you're just walking out in a waistcoat... He just enjoys that look, obviously. Um, look, in terms of the goals, though, it, it the, the game sort of got finished off uh, in the second half because Southampton were 2-1 up going into that second half, but it was an own goal, which, mm. which I thought that it was the own goal that put Southampton 2-1 up. And I felt a bit sorry for this own goal because it's just terribly unlucky, isn't it, B? <laughs> All own goals are a little bit unlucky. This one was horrible. So, yeah, it was a stinker, wasn't it? <laughs> just coming off of the back of the goalkeeper's glove, Fish. That's just not... Yeah, it was... Um, you, you make your own luck, don't you, Fish? Yeah, you do. Yeah. You make your own luck. That's what the bald bloke from the Titanic said. <laughs> yeah. real, men, real goalkeepers make their own luck. I'm not sure how much longer um, Alvaro Fernandez will have in goal for Brentford, not because of that own goal, mm. but because David Ray is back and he made a return to training in bizarre fashion, didn't he? Yeah, he torched the training ground. <laughs> it was mad. <laughs> no, he turned up in a uh, in a big in a big dinosaur suit, um, shouting the words "Good morning, it's me, T Rex." Just confusing. Is that very confusing. It, what I like, it's it's basically a kid going back to school first day after uh, Christmas and bringing all his toys in. And he clearly got given a dinosaur suit like Tino was back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, I mean, that's fun, I suppose. But it's just like, mate, stop fucking around. We're, we're, we're in <laughs> we're strife. In getting gold. <laughs> Although if he was a T-Rex, he'd have smaller arms and they wouldn't have bounced off his arms into the... Into true. The... <laughs> that is very true, actually. True. Something to think about, Brentford. But, <laughs> but obviously a lot of the, a lot of the talk... Um, about uh, Brentford is is the the, the only player that uh, people seem to be wanting to talk about for Brentford, which is cause uh, Ivan Tony up top, and Rhea, his his passing in that Brentford side is so important mm. to Tony's game, to the forward lines game, because he he could just deliver a, a forty yard pass really really uh, without even thinking about it really, and 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 without him their game has has to change massively, so he couldn't have come back at a better time, and 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 I hope that he uh, kicks on and manages to get back in back in net. Yeah, because he has he has been one of their their better players this season, hasn't mm. he, um, David Rea? And um, well, it looks like he'll be back fairly soon, which is good. Um, are we worried for Brentford at all, or do you definitely think it's going to be three of those sort of four that are down there now? So I anticipated there would be a dip because you know they're a newly promoted club; they're going to have a smaller squad. You know, it, it was bound to happen. But I suppose with their start. You know, the it felt like, oh right, you've you've kind of done a lot of lot of that work early, so you can afford a dip. And then I think they lost four games in a row, so they completely undid that. <laughs> and I was like, it's weird when you when you look at where they are in the table. It does seem that they 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 it looks like they're pretty comfortable. I think they're about ten points above the relegation zone. Mm. Teams below them do have a game in do have games in hand, but at the same time, because they're down there, you can't assume those to be three points to, that they'll pick up easily. So it's really hard to say. They've got the, so their next few fixtures. They've got Liverpool, United, Manchester United, Wolves, Man City, Palace, Arsenal, and then they face Newcastle come the end of February, which could mean facing half of their team they have now, given the way Newcastle's decided mm-hmm. players. <laughs> but yeah, I don't really, I don't really know. I feel like they shouldn't be in that position because there are, it seems that already we've seen that there there are more than three worse teams than them. Watford and Norwich are giving everyone a chance. Down yeah, there, well, exactly. Really? Yeah, and and then you know if Newcastle keep picking off players from Burnley, that'd be fine. Get Tarkovsky. <laughs> so it's it's hard to say. What I what I do feel is seeing how they've been in certain games where they've lost, and certainly last night, it does feel like they might struggle almost certainly if they stay up next season. Do you know what I mean? Like it yeah. feels like they'd need to find a way of you know bringing in some new players, getting a bit more depth, and also maybe changing their style of play because it does feel like teams are twigging what they do. Mm. Yeah, in terms of Southampton, um, as you say, Vish, um, they looked really slick last night. Um, good goals as well that they mm. scored. Um, and it was the first time they'd scored four goals in the Premier League 
since 2017. And that was their biggest victory of the season mm. so far. So certainly a good three points for them, which took them above Brentford in the Premier League table. Ralph Hasenhutl has been fairly vocal recently, though, about players, whether they should be able to play in the fixtures that have been postponed of their new signings. Yeah. So, for example, Kieran Trippier shouldn't be able to play in any of Newcastle's games that were postponed from mm. previous to his signing. Mm. What, what are your thoughts on that, Pete? Uh, I have a vested interest in that. <laughs> yeah. now, I, I mean, it, it sets a precedent that, that, I mean, things get postponed all the time for a million different reasons. It's not just COVID and stuff. It, it's it's for other reasons. And uh, no, I, I think it, sets a, it would set a precedent that is completely unworkable and confusing and hard to... But then it would be more fun and it, spicier. It does, point, it does add a bit of it? it does have a spite point and it would be spicier and more interesting, wouldn't it? But I understand what you're saying. It would mm. be it would be really difficult to kind of organise and manage that. But do you, do you remember like but, but loads of matches get postponed because of icy pavements outside the <laughs> the, the ground's fine and the grass is fine. There's an icy pavement. Put some salt down, Middlesbrough. You pricks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do, I kind of agree with him because I, I feel, yeah, like I suppose in, in the... Oh, big squad Barry over there, Man United. <laughs> I just want to excuse not to play some of our players. <laughs> but the, um, yeah, I, I suppose you, when you think about it from one side, it's the, the the Newcastle team they're talking about where they, you know, the, the team that they have in the middle of December is very different to the team they're going to have at the end of January or into February when they replay those games. Nobody likes us anymore. But, but the, <laughs> I don't but know the, if anyone ever did. No. Me. But the flip side would be then, I suppose, the, a team Did who, you even like them before? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I've made it very clear for 10 years on this fucking show, yeah. But I suppose, for, so like, let's take the example of Chris Wood. If Burnley then sign a replacement striker mm. and then they can't play him in February, that's mm. a bit, you know, I suppose that's the precedent that um, Pete was alluding to there. So, so it's, it's pretty difficult to enforce. I understand where Hassan Hüttel's coming from, but the knock-on effect is the team that's been posed who need to replace that player. Mm. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about Newcastle's next potential signing, which we expect to go through probably while we are recording this. Mm. Um, Chris Wood having his medical today. Oh, he's Newcastle. a big lad. Isn't he a big lad? <laughs> Your thoughts on this signing? I he's mean, a big lad. <laughs> big lad. Do you think for his medical, they had to they had to basically get him into a bath so they could me measure the displacement of the water? <laughs> he is a big lad. See? Big lad. <laughs> the biggest. Look, they obviously need a striker. That's obvious because mm. um, Callum Wilson is out injured for what is it? Probably another eight weeks. Then yeah. they're saying there's a potential where you could play Alan St. Maximan down the middle, but that's not where he's going to be most effective. Nobody wants that. And yeah. ultimately, you need to get a striker to, because Callum Wilson isn't a player that stays fit for a whole season mm. anyway. So you're always going to need a replacement. This to me looks a little bit short-termist. Um, it doesn't look like this is a signing that Newcastle are looking to the future, but are mm. you okay with that for now? Oh yeah, definitely. I think um, Newcastle, some of my favourite players have been yeah, Antoine Sibierski's and... Uh, <laughs> And you're, uh, you know, Kevin, players like Kevin Nolan weren't signed for the future, you know what I mean? Love like and uh, love, Yeah, Peter Love and Kranz. Yeah, they're cracking, cracking players who come in, uh, do a job. And, and it, when you've got a really, really good deliverer of the ball, like uh, Kieran Trippier and, and, and a couple of others in, in the side, um, we have been wanting um, with our headers. Like, I mean, we, our, uh, our number seven's been doing the best he can, but he's he's not not great at, uh, at, at getting that ball in the net from, from his head. So... Look, I, I think it's a, I think it's a solid signing. I think it's like you said, it's not really one for the future. It's not your, um, 
marquee kind of Rubinho kind of new new world signings. But uh, look, and it and it like Vish said, it weakens uh, one of our main relegation <laughs> rivals. And I'm very very interested to see how this. Uh, uh, how the negotiations for Tarkovsky is going to come yeah. up to that. Well, it, it's, You're not having him. It's clever from Newcastle in that <laughs> sense to be picking off players from the teams around you, which is actually what Manchester City did when they mm. got their new ownership in and they got all their money. It's, it's kind of the tactic that they used, albeit it was a little bit further up the table. But um, in terms of Burnley, this is so damaging for them because... That, you know, he's one of their main strikers there. So what do they now do? Because Sean Dyche is apparently livid. Uh, mm. And you can just imagine how this news was taken. But I mean, it looks like it's pretty much done now. And for both sides, he'd, he'd be a great championship striker as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when Burnley get relegated, Nicholas can loan him back to him because yeah. they'll be done with Chris Wood, won't they? <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a fascinating dynamic down there, isn't Step it? Step up, Ashley Barnes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stage is yours on your own. But he, him and Barnes and Wood always seem to, to me to come as a double act. So he mm. might be feeling a bit lonely now. And also, there's an, so they're in a bit of, a massive bit of strife for the next month or so because obviously Cornet's not there because he's at Afcon. Yeah. Um, Wood was was so integral to what they did that I, I, I don't think he got enough credit for, actually for how he was in the box. But primarily in terms of their outlet when they're, you know, having when they're hanging back quite low, is him and having him win headers and hold up the ball and allow everyone else to come in there. He had, had a good relationship with Dwight McNeil as well. Mm. So yeah, this really does have a detrimental effect on all all aspects of their of their team. So I don't really I mean I'm to, I'm probably being a bit crude here, but I was trying to think of oh god, who would they sign to replace him? And all I I just started thinking about trees. <laughs> Sign a big tricky tree. Yeah, or like a statue. <laughs> Get the Colson statue, stick him on there on yes. the pins. Yeah. <laughs> Get him up top. I I know firsthand just how good Chris Wood can be because of course he played for Brighton. He was mm. on, on loan at Brighton in 20, 2010, 2011, I think it was. Um and look, he's he's a great scorer of goals. He is aging now. He's not mm. the youngest, but he does bring that Premier League experience, which I think a lot of when you when you hear pundits talk about who Newcastle need to sign, it's been all about having players that are up to speed in the Premier League. Yeah. Mm. And when it's you not think, time to take risks, is it? Yeah, but when you think about the defence, that is obviously where you need <laughs> the help, probably more so, because Trippier on his own isn't going to make a difference to that, that defence, Pete. Mm. But now that Burnley have lost Chris Wood, it probably looks less likely you're going to get Tarkovsky, right? Uh, yeah, I would, I would say yeah. that would make that uh, politically uh, not as fun for uh, Burnley, <laughs> Burnley set up because uh, you don't want angry Sean Dyche. But look, I mean, Burnley... I quite 16... like angry Sean Dyche a bit more because it's fun. <laughs> yeah. It's fun to watch. Big warm in the snow, <laughs> Sean Dyche. Yeah, I think with um, with um, like Burnley, with the 16, 16 goals, uh, second lowest in the league. I mean, Newcastle have actually scored more than them. So it's not as if like Woods was tearing up the league down there anyway and and, yeah. and staving off survival. It was very much their defence that have, uh, you know, prevent them from being right at the bottom, Burnley. But uh, yeah, it's it, 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 it you don't get much value in January at the best of times. And, and when you are in Newcastle's position, you have to kind of, um, you have to be sensible with your signings. And, and that's something that's been levelled at our manager on uh, more than one occasion that he doesn't sign very well. I think I happen to think the first two signings have been yeah. really bloody good and really sensible and solid signings. So 
12 days in, Newcastle have made their moves already, mm. so it's not looking too bad. Um, let's talk about a former Newcastle striker, Andy Carroll, who scored a couple of amazing goals last oh, night. Heartbreaking. Unfortunately, they did not stand because <laughs> they were both offside. Reading, who he currently plays for, uh, lost 7-0 at home at the Medeski <laughs> against Fulham. Uh, but Andy Carroll scored these two brilliant goals. The first one was a bicycle kick mm. and he was offside. Um, the second one, he comes from an offside position, chests it down and volleys it. And it is an unbelievable <laughs> goal. And it's such a shame that he came from an offside position because two great finishes. <laughs> two great finishes that you only have so many of in, in your lifetime. Mm. Like Obviously, he scored that brilliant bicycle kick against, um, well, for West Ham. I remember he scored, he used to score Brilliant volleys early on for Newcastle mm. as well. And mm. it's got a great goal yeah. against Man City, I think, for Liverpool. But yeah, the idea that like they were both ruled out in the same game. I don't know what the time between them was. And the fact that Reading went on to lose 7-0. Oh, no. he's, he's, only on a, he's only on a grand a week with bonuses. That, that he, If he did, had those both, he would have probably got a goal bonus. Imagine if he had a worldy bonus. <laughs> yeah. like, for fuck's sake, two in a game. Uh, Reading are in a real dire strait, aren't they? they are, like, their struggling. ownership is mm. an absolute shambles and... Points, deductions, yeah. all sorts of stuff that mm. they've got a battle with off the pitch. Um, didn't need 7 0, did they? They, did, no. they didn't. <laughs> no. You've played at the Medeski Pete, haven't you? I have, yeah. I've sprained my ankle and had to go for a bath. <laughs> After Somebody, how long? Uh, about half an hour. Uh, no, 20 minutes. How did you sprain your ankle on a lovely pitch like that? Uh, it, was, it's pr- it's pr- it was pretty cut up at that point. Was it? Nobody likes that pitch. It's rubbish. <laughs> did you curse it? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I know someone at my mate um, broke his leg uh, at Arsenal's stadium. That's that's strong oh. for like a little five-a-side match. No. He broke his leg. <laughs> he was out for such a long time, bless him. <laughs> Poor Daniel. Um, as for Fulham, by the way, uh, braces for Alexander Mitrovic and Harry Wilson as well. <laughs> you meant braces and teeth. This is a football podcast. Um, But yeah, I mean, Mitrovic continues to add to his goal tally. What a Mm. season he's having. Um, Also in League One last night, there were a few other football league games, League One and League Two. Um, Chris Maguire scored a hat-trick and uh, it was for Lincoln against his former club, Sunderland. And it's shithousery at his absolute finest, isn't Mm. it, Vish? Because he got released from Sunderland by Lee Johnson and he scores a hat-trick in the game, but after his first goal, he goes over, he does a muted celebration and just sort of stands in front of the manager. Oh. <laughs> well, he does a muted celebration and then runs in front of Lee I Johnson. Know. But it's a way that he was like, I want to make sure this is not against the fans. Yeah. So he was like, still love all of you. It's him I've got a problem with. <laughs> and the thing that gets me is because he scores that many goals in the match, it, like it, that really twists the knife into the manager. And if people are going to get on the manager's back, that's like, look, you got rid of him and look, he scored three. And, and fans are exactly like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. wow. I'd do that. That's the sort of thing I'd do as a player. <laughs> would you? A hundred percent. Would you go and swing for the manager? <laughs> you're chaotic evil. It's yeah. been decided. Yes, I am. Thank you. <laughs> um, right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a bit about AFCON. Um, there's a bad in Venice that you have to hear about as well and it's also a Wednesday which means it's Pep Talks Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom like Evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds Salads generally for most people are the easy button right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 2021 was a year like no other in European football. And 2022 promises to be even more eventful. On the Continent is your weekly guide to all the biggest stories across Europe. But what was highlighted again in this game against Malmo was just how desperately that team needs something different up front. Alvaro Morata is not right now the number nine they need, and I don't think Moise Kenny is either. We're joined by the best European football experts to get to the bottom of the stories at the top of your newsfeed. I think Real Madrid is a very logical place for him to go. And if you want that to be an option, it's not a bad idea to make Real Madrid think that you might go to Barcelona. (laughs) (laughs) But from Holland's side of it, it's very beneficial that uh, Barcelona are at least pretending they can afford him. Come join us every Thursday on Football Ramble Presents. Football Ramble Presents is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Are you going to hear me? Yes, because. Yeah, thanks, Jürgen. Your thoughts on how Villa lined up today and how Villa played? I'm, I'm the opposition reporter. Just your, your take on Villa today for me, please. Sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant stuff. Welcome back to the Football Ramble. It is Wednesday, guys, so it is time for Pep Talks. We are so, so happy. We're so happy. We are so happy. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy for that. We are so happy. I'm so happy, believe me. I'm so happy. Does he say drink wine, relax? Does he? Does he? Should we play it right? again? Yeah, Should we have on. another listen? We are so, so happy. We're so happy. We're the so bit at the end. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy for that. We are so happy. I'm so happy. Believe me. I'm so happy. Sit down. Nobody talk. Sit down. Please. Drink wine, relax. <laughs> worst, worst sommelier in Manchester. <laughs> the grind, relax. I just asked how the Rioja was. <laughs> Water, I think is what he said. Water. Uh, Pretty sure he's saying wine. Yeah. Drink wine, relax. I wish it was wine. It would make football way more fun if they were all pissed. <laughs> it certainly would. So our defence. Uh, from James, I'm sick of VAR to the point where any game I watch, uh, I just have to get up and do something else. Traditionally, go in the kitchen to make a cup of tea would suffice, but after Monday's three and a half minute wait at Old Trafford. I had far too much time to make a cup of tea. What else can I achieve in that space mm-hmm. of time? Learn an instrument, learn a new language. I hung my washing. Ah. In that interval, yeah. yeah. I, I um, switched over to Now TV to finish the episode of 30 Rock I was watching. That, that is <laughs> no word of a lie. Because <laughs> yeah. right. it, it took so long and I was like, they're not going to solve it and they're going to rule it out. Yeah. So Because they're clearly, looking, as, as Luke said yesterday, it felt like they were looking for a reason to rule it out. So I just switched <laughs> over, yeah. Um you used to be able to play like FIFA matches for like two minutes 
And that went out the window with all the online stuff. Like you used to be able to play like two minute FIFA matches. They were great little. Do you know what? The, do you know what the worst thing? Oh, I'm sorry, we're going a bit off tangent from this mm. email, but um, it happened a bit in the Indian Premier League in the cricket where they have these enforced delays, like a timeout, and they and they advertise in them. Right. And generally during that break, I was like, I reckon in another country there's a little advert popping mm. up. Yeah. You know how like in Europe sometimes yeah, yeah. it pops up and oh, you on the side. Don't give football ideas like that. No, but I reckon that's that's exactly what they're gonna do. Have like oh. an AR uh, kind of halftime entertainment, but the VR, VAR. Uh, oh. Augmented reality, VAR, <laughs> yeah. uh, entertainment. Just have like a hologram or something dancing around. Oh, yeah, yeah. you could have like multiple choice. Is it a goal? And then you get to choose oh, and that. vote. Choose your adventure, yeah. yeah. Make it interesting for us. Yeah, yeah like um, Big Brother. Mm. Oh, that's what they should do with VAR. What? What, have the you manager have go to, to the diary room? You have to choose. You get to vote. Yeah. Whether it's a goal or not. Yeah. <laughs> and it actually makes a difference. Yeah, it? I mean, Arsenal would win the league, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah. With their fans on social media. Oh. Burnley would already be relegated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so would Newcastle. <laughs> um, what else we got, Vish? I've got an email from Tom. Can the panel pre- please provide any advice on how to follow through on a New Year's resolution? After last week's chat about Cameo, mm-hmm. it briefly crossed my mind to get an ex-footballer to give me some words of motivation, which I could repeat on loop. Who should I choose for this task? At First of all, just don't make a New Year's resolution, then you can't fail. That's mm. my tip. It's true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. if you want to, it, I don't it, have one. Just try and be better, mate. Yeah? <laughs> What's wrong with that? Straight up, fly right. If, if there's, if, all right, if Molly you... May. <laughs> <laughs> we all get 24 hours in the day, Jules. You know, some of us choose to choose use yeah. it badly. Um, mm. If you want to, if you want Mark Crossley, by the way, on, on Cameo, uh, he's not listed as Mark Crossley, he's just listed as Mark. Um, he thinks he can be found like that oh, I managed to find him because I knew who Mark Crossley was but uh, yeah I, no I, he way. really needs to sort that out he's just listed as Mark, Mark. like Ronaldinho or something <laughs> do you reckon he gets a lot of like Wahlbergs yes strays alright so who's quite a motivational person that he could fight what about Neil Warnock why do well, I was thinking Neil Warnock as well? Yeah, wow, yeah, that's I, like th- telepathic. I was thinking like I'm a bit do you off want- out of it actually. So, <laughs> <laughs> some people, um, it depends what you respond to, doesn't it? Like if you need tough love, obviously Roy Keane. Yeah, mm. yeah. Although he might f- make you feel worse, won't he? <laughs> like what he said <laughs> on the weekend. Negan, that, yeah, yeah. Maybe you don't need that at the start of the year. He'd just make me laugh too much. I wouldn't yeah. take it seriously. Klopp would be good. Klopp would be yeah. good. Klopp would be expensive. Glasses or. Or post glasses. Glasses. I think he's more intimidating with glasses. No glasses. Old old teeth. Ah. (laughs) Can we remember pre teeth? So he's squinting and a bit gnarly. (laughs) 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 When he he was at his his most Wurzel Gummidge stage. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You've had recent relations with. I beg your pardon. No vaccine for love. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you reckon he'd be motivational? He was look. He gets a lot of kicks. For varying <laughs> weird reasons that we didn't really imagine would be happening in 2022, but he uh, he was very nice on uh, on cameo. But, Good. Yeah. Can you be rude on cameo though? Because there's no interaction, is there? I guess not. But you would imagine that if he's people with strong uh, sub political ideas will find any reason to kind of like explain them, wouldn't he? So, yeah. But he didn't. To... He didn't. He kept it clean. Did he try and sell you brain pills? <laughs> <laughs> like Alex Jones. <laughs> oh, goodness me. Uh, Remember, every Wednesday, if you've got any kind of problem or dilemma for us, um, as Tom called us, 
the panel. Yeah, <laughs> we, I like that. We will, yeah. um, we'll try and solve them for you. Um, so get them into us every Wednesday. Pep Talks, show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. Right, let's touch on the African Cup of Nations. It got underway a couple of days ago now. Um, and last night, a couple of matches. Um, first of all, the holders, Algeria, um, actually were held by Sierra Leone, mm. which is quite a surprise because Algeria are probably the favourites to go on and win the competition with all of the players they've got, like Riyad Mahrez, etc. Um, and yeah, it ended up a, a goalless draw that match. That match. It was the first time that Algeria failed to score in a game in 36 matches. So fair play to Sierra Leone. And I think that it's pretty much down to the heroics of goalkeeper Mohamed Kamara, who... I mean, in fairness, it was a quite a bizarre goalkeeping performance, but extraordinarily good at the same time. It was loosey-goosey. It was full-blooded. <laughs> yeah. And he got he, he didn't let any goals in. So, well done him. It was amazing. He was making saves on the edge of his box. <laughs> He's making slide tackles. He took one to his chest and he was he had his face to the goal. Like, he sort of ran towards yes. his own goal yeah. and sort of caught it. I was like, Jesus, that's risky. He was I... so chill. But also, yeah. after every save, he'd sprawl out on the floor. Like He was a proper drama queen as yeah. well. Yeah, You love to see it. My yeah. favourite was the one where... He came out of his own box and headed the ball yes. away. Like there was absolutely no need for it. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, he, the, I feel like the defenders were covering that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Proper 90s mad keeper. Love it. It is excellent to that. see. Yeah, I, I, I had a lot of time for that. Um, he also cried when he received his Man of the Match trophy after the game. That's what I'm saying, sweet. drama queen. Because <laughs> drama queen. I want to see Brilliant. more of this. Um, so I, I, I looked into it a little bit. He plays <laughs> in Sierra Leone for um, his club team are called East End Lions. Uh, East End Lions. Which also sounds dramatic. <laughs> it does. It does sound very dramatic. Like he's f- a team full of gangsters. Maybe that's why he's got to do everything. He's the guy mm. who has to bury the bodies. You know, trans- <laughs> transport the money. I know what it was. He just wanted to stand out from the rest of his squad because he was actually one of six players in the Sierra Leone team with the surname Kamara. He was like, oh, wow. hey, you need to remember me. I'm the one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I want to get mentioned on the football ramble. He's in red. He was in a different yeah, colour top. Yeah, that's true. Very <laughs> I'm true. I'm telling you, drama queen. Yeah. <laughs> Good, you love to see it. Um, also, Nigeria beat Egypt by a goal to nil. Um, Egypt kicking off their campaign with that defeat. Um, and it was thanks to an Ian Acho worldie. Great finish, this mm. one, wasn't it? I don't I didn't think he had enough space to do what he did. Mm. Yeah. He was like chesting it away from goal and then like swiveled and volleyed it in the top corner. And Egypt were really deep and quite quite cluttered, but yeah, what a goal. The idea that he was like outshining Mo Salah as well was pretty cool. You know, sometimes you get that in tournaments where yeah. it's not about how they are at their club teams, it's how they fit into their international system. And no, no, no one's learned from Argentina, have they? So yeah. no, got, you've got a good, you've got a manager who did some good work with Iran, and he makes teams quite hard to sort of break <laughs> down. But you get a goal against them, you're not, they're not going to chase you. They're, they're 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 too stodgy. And I'd say stodgy all the time, but um, Mo Salah, he, he's a very very good footballer, but he's only one man. Yeah, yeah. I thought they were quite disappointing actually. Mm. Did you? Yeah, Egypt as a whole. Not the country, no. <laughs> I've never been. I wouldn't want to pass judgment. Lovely pyramids. Yeah. Um, big cat. Big cat without a nose. Mm. But the uh, they should fix that, shouldn't they? Yeah. Actually, if come to think of it. <laughs> but yeah, they, I just maybe because you buy into you know looking at the players on paper and think right, okay, I could I could see how this this fits together. But yeah, they're really disappointing. The fact I like. Mo Salah's always going to be isolated, I suppose, when he's on the right and you don't see much of the ball. That's fine. Mm. He's not exactly the kind of player that comes deep to get in the action, in the way that Ian Asher did yesterday, actually. But, yeah, just really, really stodgy, really, well, as Pete said, but also actually quite boring to watch. Mm. I wonder whether, um, in terms of um, Ian Asher, 
maybe having a bit of form in this tournament could do him the world of good because he's been a little bit in and out of that Leicester team this season. And now with Jamie Vardy's injury, he's out for a few weeks, maybe on his return. Because, you know, if they go all the way, I think they miss maybe three or four Premier League matches. So by the time Iheanacho returns to the Premier League, you know, Jamie Vardy's still not going to be fit. And obviously mm. Leicester have got Pats and Dakar. They could do with, you know, having a few players in form. James Madison seems to have hit a bit of a purple patch lately. But... This could do well for Ian Acho, you know, because he's one of those players, I think, that the more he plays, the better he is. He's not one of those that he can just sort of come in and out, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, I I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, he definitely needs to run a game. But I, th- I think we've seen that this season, haven't we? I, yeah. I certainly think he's been one of their better players, one of the more reliable players since, until Madison mm. came into, yeah, as you said, like this rich vein of form. Yeah. But yeah, it'd be quite cool. That Nigeria is such a talented team and it feels like, you know, a, Reading up about like what some Nigerian supporters are are thinking is they're really worried that they never they don't quite get the same get the right balance. So obviously, like Dennis is not there. Yeah. Uh, Osiman from Napoli isn't there, and so there was a sense that right, shit, we're gonna you know Ahmed Musa is someone who um, that f- uh, former Leicester City, someone who comes up who gets a lot of stick mm-hmm. for being a bit too one dimensional. But um, yeah, he didn't start the other day. Iwobi didn't start, and it still feels like they've got they've got enough to to push them on. Yeah. Did I read that Osiman has been linked? With Chelsea, move to Chelsea potentially. Well, he he's certainly someone who is his name always features in those mm-hmm. little. Oh yeah, linked to so and so, so and so. But um, I, I think you know, depending on on how it pans out, I think he could do a really good job next to Chris Wood. <laughs> <laughs> You'd like to see that, Pete, wouldn't you? <laughs> um, all right, a little bit on Mo Salah very quickly because he he mentioned his contract in an interview with Sky Sports. Um, I believe the interview was with Patrick Davison, um, where he basically. Was he, he smiled quite a lot throughout this interview, and you, it, it felt a little bit awkward at times because you could see that he kind of there was stuff he wanted to say. He didn't feel like he could say it, but mm. ultimately, I think one of the the quotes to come out of the interview that Liverpool fans would have been delighted to hear is he he basically said, "I can't see myself playing or scoring against Liverpool." Mm. Now, as a supporter of that club, that's exactly what you want to hear. Albeit, it's still dragging on this kind of re-signing of his contract. Yeah, he did say unless I'm playing for Real Madrid in the European Super League. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. It's going to get done, isn't it? I mean, I assume so, yeah. I, I suppose there's two different things here, aren't there? There is his love of the club and specifically the fans and playing at Anfield and playing on the club. And then there's the other side of it, which is wanting the hierarchy to show that they value him mm. as much as he feels he should be valued. Mm. And those two things aren't necessarily independent of each other but they are in terms of how they get sorted out because one will never change and the other is is apparently still up for debate. I don't, so it's not a factor of... It's not a number, is it? Or rather, any number that is quoted to him that he turns down to the rest of us is like, that's an astonishing amount of money. But for him, it might be... For him and his people, I should say, it might be a case of like, I'm the most important player, therefore I should be reflected in this. Yeah. And if Liverpool have a structure in place that they need to change, then they have to work around that because it has a knock-on effect on Mane, it has a knock-on effect on Firmino to an extent, maybe Jota coming through as well, Van Dijk, so, and Alisson as well. So I, I suppose it's they may, if they make one change for him, they've the knock-on effect is six other players that they've got to mm. I suppose, make happy again. As I would were. balk at the demands and send them to Roma again. Yes. Him on lawn. Go back to Baal. Go, <laughs> Go to Switzerland. Go back to neutral territory. Well, speaking of Italy, actually, Pete, oh. um, we liked this from last weekend. We love a bit of rivalry between fans, but I think these guys maybe took it 
one step too far. Maybe. The, the title of, of this section is Naval Warfare. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they took it too far. Maybe we're exaggerating or not. I, I, I mean, look, this was a battle in Venice that you must seek out and have a look at um, if you haven't seen it yet. So basically, Milan's away game at Venezia. Um, you, can, you can ferry to the stadium in Venice mm. And two sets of fans decided to board two boats or two ferries and then they aimed fireworks and all sorts of stuff at each other. And it literally was a battle on the sea between the two sets of fans. I know know the Italian Navy have a terrible reputation for not being very good, but are we sure it wasn't them? (laughs) I mean, I was genuinely, genuinely, even though I knew nothing happened to, to the people on the boats. Yeah. I was actually worried watching it because it just looked like it was going to sink because it was just covered in smoke. Yeah. Wasn't it a ferry? It wasn't a gondola. No, it no. wasn't a gondola. <laughs> gondola, gondola would be jokes. Yeah, not, yeah jokes. not the guy's stripy hat off. Or is this just stri- it's a stripy man with a normal hat? Isn't it? Stripy man. Stripy <laughs> man. I've never been to Venice on a gondola. Have you? No, no neither have I. Yeah. I went on a plane. Uh, no, I I've never been to Venice. So no. <laughs> a joke. Yeah. Apparently, it's one of the places that you know with the rising sea levels will be the first to go under. So oh, yeah. check it out while you can. Also, apparently, smells of egg. Because yeah. of the sewage there. Well, uh, yeah, so during the summer there can be issues with the rubbish and it smells a lot. But apparently mm. it's a really romantic place. <laughs> full of war. Yeah, <laughs> one of, of my war. best friends got engaged over there. Looked lovely. Well, did, presumably they pointed their fireworks in the sky. <laughs> how do they, with like a flooded city, how do you kind of, how do you do sewage? Because obviously you presumably have sewage pipes that are underwater, no? Ooh, so you're yeah. basically, because the poo's going to end up in the water somehow. <laughs> So why do you? So you basically the poo is like getting escorted off the premises out of the city underwater, already underwater, yeah. just to end up in some more water. I've seen a floating poo before, and it's weird. Like in the <laughs> what sea. do you mean? I've been I've Bath been on time <laughs> with Jules doing a poo. Yeah. I've been on holiday before, and in yeah. the sea, like I've just been swimming, and then there's just a shit next to me. Wow. Yeah. Someone had a, sunglasses a, on. A proper dump in the sea. My dad saw uh, a uh, like a big a, one as well. My my dad saw a, a sea, My dad saw in Hartlepool it was a cracked sewage pipe, and uh, my dad saw a seagull eat an entire poo oh. out of it. So I'm just so um thirty seven thirty seven to thirty eight minutes. If um <laughs> if if, if uh, the Venice Tourism Board want to use this, <laughs> that's that's where it is. Or Hartlepool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, right, oh. bit of football tonight. Let's yeah. move on from. Uh, <laughs> I'm <eating> shit. <laughs> <laughs> Spurs are playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tottenham against Chelsea in the Carabao Cup. Um, we like Carabao. We love Carabao. We like puppies. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> someone's going to send shit to the office. He <laughs> talks about it so much, aren't they? <laughs> to be fair, yeah. Pablo, my dog, when I brought him in, he had a shit in the office. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. Bless him. satire. I think. Um, I think we had someone in for work experience. They, they did a shout. <laughs> no, they. We didn't up make the work. Poo. Let's put that. You've got we this did really... not make the work experience. Pick up your dog's poo. We would never have allowed it. You've I, of course, threw it out the window. <laughs> yeah, that's a smart thing to do. You have this facade of like you know being really engaging, really elegant, but you're actually mm. like not just down to earth, but you're actually a proper rotter, aren't you? <laughs> She revels in it. Yeah. yeah. You're one of the worst people I know. Thank you. That's yeah. such a lovely compliment. Anytime. Um, right, back to Spurs, Chelsea. Uh, Tottenham 2-0 down after those two wonderful own goals in the first leg mm. against Chelsea. Um, look, I still think Chelsea, uh, Spurs have got a chance in this game. They they are so lucky that it's only 2-0. So lucky. I mean, <laughs> how Chelsea didn't finish the game off. Um, I think it was Ziyech who said after the first leg, we, we just... 
didn't manage to finish the game off. I don't know how we didn't manage to do mm. it. And and they didn't. And I, I think they'll be kicking themselves heading into this. The only thing I will say is if Chelsea get an early goal, yeah, and then it's pretty much done, right? So mm. Spurs need to score first. It sounds obvious to say it, but they do. They need to have a really good start to this game. Um, Sonny's injured. That's a big loss for them. Mm, yeah, yeah, huge. He was... Um... The way Chelsea played it at the end of that game, it was almost like they they thought it was a Premier League game. You know, where like it doesn't really matter if you've missed chances because you've, you're going to win it anyway. True. Um, but they've also got Thiago Silva and Kante coming back, and they missed that first leg, so they'll be reinforced that way. Lukaku got a goal on the weekend, and it feels like all that nonsense is behind him. So, mm. I mean, I fancy Chelsea to probably win this two 0 as well. What do you think, Pete? Well, look, Ziyech can't get a game for Morocco, so he can have a game here. <laughs> <laughs> um, also tonight in the Premier League, West Ham play Norwich, another one of those rearranged matches that had to be postponed. I've got a couple of West Ham players in my fantasy team. Double oh, game week. Very so double nice. game week. Lovely. Well, I've got Jared Bowen captain, so I'm going to be keeping a close eye on that one later. Um, and Antonio in my team as well. How, how are your fantasy teams doing, boys? I didn't do one. <laughs> so Someone said... Uh, That's that how bad I, you're doing. <laughs> someone said that I have a ghost team uh, with no players that are even in contention for football matches at the moment. Uh, and I was very close to being bottom of the entire UK <laughs> recently. So I'm close at the bottom and I am the top. You just picked That's all the AFCON players, haven't you? Yeah, did, yeah. Quite an achievement, that, yeah, It's not um, bad, is it? Nice. Um, how, do you, how do you do it year after year? It's yeah. so annoying. I, so, mean, how do I do it? So we got the link to people like, oh, you know, join for the Football Ramble one. And I thought, you know what? I just don't need that more, much more stress in my life. Yeah, I mean, it is stressful, but it's enjoyable. It makes, somehow makes you a worse person. <laughs> what? What? What is this? We st- what is this? We started this hour with Vish sabotaging me and yeah. we ended it with Vish sabotaging me as well. I'm, ju- I'm just and saying. And you know what? I've, I've I like bloody it. loved it. <laughs> um, I've missed this. We've yeah, been off yeah, it yeah. I have. Um, right, if you enjoyed the show, guys, remember you can drop us a little rating on Apple and now on Spotify as well. It means a lot to us um, and we'd love you to do that. So please do. Um, and thanks as always for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Tomorrow, Pete, you're back. I am. Um, you're here with Jimbo and Marcus. I'm sure Marcus will shoehorn in that 7-0 win for Fulham again. Oh, yeah, Probably, no doubt. Yeah, Any yeah. excuse. No um, doubt. But can you blame him, really? Um, so those guys are back tomorrow. Make sure you check it out and we'll see you again soon. You're a dick fish. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.